0: morning everyone so this is a little different usually I stand up here and I share about our mission work and what's happening through the projects that we support but uh, so today is going to be a little bit different so um, if I could have Ollie, my first slide that would be great so no guesses what story I'm going to be sharing with you today so as I was getting ready and preparing this morning I just felt God was actually saying to me, you know what, Trish, you're not preaching. I'm not asking you to preach. I'm asking you to share. And so I really am here to just share with you some stories that God wants you to hear today. So I've titled this. and It's kind of weird when you're like preparing thinking, do I need to give this a title? So I kind of called this, are you one of the 99 or are you the one? And Ollie, can I have my next amazing picture, please? Ha! So, while I was researching and praying and preparing, I came across this amazing story. And this is a Merino sheep, and he is actually from New Zealand. Now, Merino sheep are really um, well-known sheep bred for their wool to make Merino yarn. And this sheep is called Shrek, Right, so Shrek was not part of a flock of 100. He was part of a massive flock. But Shrek didn't like to be sheared. So Shrek hid in a cave for six years. When Shrek was found, they didn't actually even immediately recognize that Shrek was a sheep. And that's what he looked like with all of his wool. But when they found him and the story broke, all of New Zealand were rejoicing and they were really happy. He was on TV. It even then spread into the world and the BBC and CBS News all spread the story of this celebration of this sheep that was found in New Zealand. And he became a little bit of a celebrity. And so they decided that they would actually shear him on national television so everyone could see Shrek. It took about 20 minutes, and when they had finished shearing him, his fleece weighed around 60 pounds. That's about 27 kilograms for us that work in kilos. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They actually auctioned his um, wool off, and it went to a children's charity, and they reckon it was enough to make about 20 large men's suits. So that is just like such an amazing story about Shrek the sheep. So now we're going to have a look. At God's Word, and um, we're gonna look at Luke chapter 15. So Ollie's gonna bring up um, for those of you who may not have a Bible with you, those of you who do, please turn with me to Luke chapter 15. And I really love the book of Luke. Um, Luke was a Gentile, educated man who was a co-worker and close friend of Paul's, and he really liked to write a bit of detail. And he also wrote the book of Acts. And In the beginning of Luke 15, you know, he sets the scene a little bit for us. And I was reading up that actually Jesus was in Galilee, and he was making his way down to Jerusalem. And he'd been um, teaching along the way in villages and towns as he was coming down. And at this particular time, he was in a region called Perea. And Luke tells us that... um, Next page. Luke tells us that Jesus was coming you know, to, to talk and to teach. And I imagine it's kind of a really nice day. Jesus is moving along. And you know how word spreads about someone. And so someone would have gone ahead of Jesus and told the next village or the town that Jesus was going to that the teacher was coming. And so I imagine that people were really excited. They were waiting to hear what Jesus was going to teach. They'd heard about this man, and he was coming to their village and their town. But the Pharisees, they were people who didn't associate with unclean things. And so the fact was that sinners, and in one translation it actually says notorious sinners, and tax collectors, I don't know how tax collectors were separate to the rest of the sinners, but tax collectors and notorious sinners were there to hear Jesus teach. And the Pharisees, well, they were grumbling about them being there. And the fact that Jesus even... Eight with these people. But Jesus, he took it lightly. And so I imagine he arrives and he's there and he's ready to share. And so we're going to look at um, verse three and he tells them and shares this story. Then Jesus told this parable, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, uh, when he finds it, not if he finds it, when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. He calls all his friends and his neighbors together and he says, Rejoice with me! I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, In the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. It's such a simple parable, but it's so beautifully written and shared. And so I dived a bit further and I thought, well, how is it? Like, what about sheep? What is it about sheep? Because sheep are actually mentioned in the Bible Hundreds of times. And when I was having a look at this, I had one website was going, sheep are mentioned 220 times. Another one was saying sheep were mentioned over 500 times. Sheep are mentioned more than any other animal in the Bible. We all kind of know a group of sheep. What is a group of sheep called? A flock. But did you know they're also called a mob? So when one sheep is frightened and runs, often the rest of the sheep will run with that frightened sheep. They don't even know why they're running. So it kind of reminds me, you can understand why, a mob of people who gather together, other people join in. They don't know what they're doing, but they're excited and they're going to go off. So sheep, also called a mob. Sheep are very social animals. So this year, my family play cricket at a a cricket club called Great Melton, and it's situated in the middle of the farmlands. Last year, we had cows. This year, we had sheep. So the sheep are um, beyond the boundary. There's a fence that creates a boundary around the cricket ground. And on a Friday evening when we're volunteering and the juniors are there and there's over 100 young ones, all dressed in white, running around in the field, The sheep are quite curious as to, like, what is going on? And there's little lambs running around, and they would bear away. It's really cute. One pound of wool can make up to 10 miles of yarn. That's pretty impressive. There is also a butting order in a flock. The boss of the flock is often an arrogant, cunning, and domineering sheep who maintains their position by butting others with their head for the best position, for the best grass. And actually, in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 34, the prophet Ezekiel is sharing a word from God, and God actually compares some people to the way the sheep were butting people out the way to get the best spot. Raising sheep is the oldest organized industry since creation. And God often illustrates people in the Bible as sheep. So that's enough about the sheep. What about the shepherds? So let's look at the shepherd. We know that a good shepherd ensures that his flock is well watered and fed. Good pastures are really essential to the health and the happiness of the flock. The shepherd needs to ensure the success of this, or otherwise sheep will actually not lie and rest A shepherd's presence puts an end to the butting. Sheep will recognize the voice of their shepherd. The first named shepherd in the Bible was Abel. The shepherd will carry a lost sheep back to the flock or an injured sheep back to the flock. And Jesus is called the good shepherd. So what about the 99 in verse 4? I imagine that as Jesus is telling the story and he mentions that the man leaves the 99 to go in search of the one. Well, in today's world, in business terms, that's not really good mathematical sense. He's leaving 99% of his organized industry to go after the 1%. I imagine that the Pharisees and the sinners are really confused. And I imagine that they think that Jesus must be mad sharing about one man going off to look for the one lost sheep. But the man does. Because Jesus is not referring to a hired hand who tends to the flock. He's referring to the shepherd. A hired man, the moment danger comes, will run away and leave the flock. But Jesus refers to himself. And in we look in the book of John, chapter 10, Jesus says in verse 11, I am the good shepherd. So remember the role of the shepherd is to feed and to water his flock. In John 6, verse 35, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will not go hungry. And whoever believes in me will not go thirsty. In John 10, verse 9, Jesus says that the flock has green pastures. In John ten, verse fourteen, Jesus says that the flock has a relationship with the shepherd. And in John ten sixteen, Jesus says they will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock, and there will be one shepherd. So when it comes to being part of the ninety nine, Jesus has no disregard. To Well, no regard, sorry, to disassociate himself with certain classes of people. Because Jesus is shepherd to all, and he's come to offer salvation and God's love to everyone. So to leave the 99, Jesus knows that his flock are safe. They're fed, they're watered, they're restful in the green pastures. And I recognize that I am one of the 99. Where are you? Are you one of the 99? Maybe you see yourself. You know through God's word you are fed as well. And you can be safe and secure looking out in the flock. But Jesus says that one lost sheep is is just as precious as the 99. Because with God, every sheep counts. Each sheep has a high value. And God's love is so great that he sent his shepherd to seek you out. So remember the story about Shrek, the sheep, the lost sheep? Fearful of being sheared, he hid in a cave for six years. Yes, he found food. Yes, he found water. And yes, he had a place to stay. But when I read the story of Shrek, I couldn't help but think of the lost sheep. Maybe the lost sheep is someone who was part of the flock, but then straight away. Because sheep often are known for thinking that the grass is greener on the other side. Maybe the lost sheep is someone who was never part of the flock, but afraid that if they join the flock, the rules are going to disarray their life. So they're afraid and they continue to hide. Maybe the one is someone who dips in and out of the flock. Fearful of actually, truly making that commitment. But when I also see Shrek, could I have the um, picture before this, Ollie, of Shrek, the one before this, sorry. When I see that picture of Shrek, and I think of the years of the wool growing, because if merino sheep are not sheared every year, the wool continues to grow. And I think of it, the burden that we carry as the wool grows. The, it's heavier and heavier. And I wondered, sometimes do you not feel that maybe you? Maybe you're lost. Maybe you're hiding. Maybe you're afraid to join the flock and shed the weight of the burden. Maybe you're hungry and thirsty for something else. And so I just want to say that Jesus wants to invite you to lift the burdens because he says in Matthew 11 that he will lift your burdens. He will give you rest because he has a gentle and a humble heart. And Ollie, you can now go to my last slide. (laughs) That is Shrek still being carried by his shepherd. In verse 5 of the parable... Jesus says, and when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together all his friends and his neighbors saying, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sheep than over the 99 others who are righteous and have not strayed away. At the 99, heaven rejoiced. If you're part of the 99, heaven rejoiced when you came into the flock. And there was a massive celebration. God shows no division and no giving up for his kingdom. In this parable, God shows us that he loves us all the same. So do you remember when Shrek was found? All of New Zealand celebrated. And so now maybe it's your turn. Heaven is waiting to rejoice. Jesus, your shepherd, is waiting to take your burdens. This is his invitation for you to come to know God's love and to give him your burdens and to have unity. And as I was um, preparing for this, I just thought, gosh, this is a really simple message. And it really is that simple to just say yes. And so, today I know we have a lot of people on the holiday, and we are relaxing. But I just want to um, invite you to take a moment, and to just think: Where are you? Are you one of the ninety-nine, or are you perhaps the one? And then I'm going to ask the band to come up, and I'm going to put the Salvation Prayer. And we're going to say the salvation prayer together. So if we just close our eyes and just think of where you are, how much God loves you, how much he wants to take the burdens from you, how you are so precious and you have a high value. God will seek you no matter how long it takes. When I think of Jesus waiting for the lost one, I sometimes picture him, he's standing next to that lost sheep. He's just waiting for you to say, yes, I'm ready to come home. And he will pick you up and he will carry you. Ollie, could you put the salvation prayer up for us, please? So each week we put the salvation prayer up and we say it together. So if we could say this together now. Dear Lord Jesus, I need you. I need your grace to forgive me and your love to change me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me for the sin in my life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. With your help, I will live my life for you. Amen. The same way a shepherd will actually lie his life down to protect his flock. That is how Jesus, and exactly what he's done as our shepherd, he laid his life down for us. So, as you go into this week and you're, unlike um, some of you on holiday, I pray that you will be blessed with uh, peace and relaxation. And I pray that if you are part of Jesus' flock, that you find the green pastures, read his word, and be fed. And if you feel that you're lost and you may be one of the one, please come and talk to us. We would love to pray with you.